Hello, this is episode 15 of this podcast. This is the case of the disappearance of Claudia Lawrence and the case is still unsolved. Claudia Lawrence was born on the 27th of February of 1974. She was born in Moulton, North Yorkshire in England. Her father Peter was a solicitor and her mother was called Joan. Claudia had an older sister called Ali who she was very close to. Claudia Lawrence was trained as a chef and had spent many years learning her chosen trade. She had had a few jobs working as a chef before she worked at the University of York. Claudia was known to be an adventurous woman and also she loved animals. She enjoyed horse riding as well. She had attended York College for Girls before attending Catering College locally. Claudia lived in a town called Hayworth in York, which is only about one and a half miles from the university in York where she worked at. She was born in a place called Morton but lived in Hayworth at the time of her disappearance in 2009. At the time of her disappearance, her parents were divorced but Claudia was still very close and involved with both of them and she had been in regular contact with them both. She had always been close to her family. Claudia was thought to have had a few boyfriends over the years but she was very private about her personal life. It has been reported many times over the years. She had a good social life and would regularly go to her local pub which was called the Nags Head. The Nags Head was a very close to her home which was within walking distance really. Claudia owned her own home in Hayworth. Her last known whereabouts was on the 18th of March 2009. Claudia had attended work at the university as normal. She'd finished work in the afternoon. She'd got a lift home from a friend of hers. Claudia's car was being repaired at the time. Claudia had spoken to both of her parents during the evening of the 18th of March 2009. She'd also sent a text message to a friend at 8.23 that evening. She'd also received a text message at 9.12 that same evening from somebody. But the next day, the 19th of March 2009, Claudia did not turn up for work, which was out of character for her, and she had not contacted her employer. That same day, she was supposed to meet a close friend of hers in the Nags Head pub in the evening after work, but she did not show up and she did not send a message to her friend to explain why she did not turn up. She could not be reached by calling her phone either by her friend. At some point, her friend contacted Claudia's father to share her concerns. Claudia's father, Peter, drove the 20 miles from his home to Hayworth. He had arranged to go to the house with the landlord of the Nags Head, who was a friend of Claudia's. After knocking on the door of the house that Claudia owned and lived in and not receiving a response, her father used his set of keys that his daughter had previously given to him. The two men found the house empty, but no signs of a struggle or anything out of place, as far as they could tell. Her father noticed that Claudia's bag that she used for work was missing, along with her chef whites and her mobile phone, which made it look as though she had left for work as normal that morning. 
She would often have very early starts at the university. Because she had had contact after work with various people, which would have been the 18th of March 2009, it did look as though she had left for work on the 19th of March 2009, but had not actually made it there. There'd also not been any known communication at all from Claudia Lawrence on that day. Her father reported her missing to the North Yorkshire Police and the investigation into her disappearance began. Once the police became involved, it was established that Claudia's mobile phone had been switched off just after midnight, so in the early hours of the 19th of March 2009. The police would have found out that information from the mobile phone provider. The police were not sure if it had actually been physically switched off or if the battery had been left to run low and eventually switch off due to having no power. When her home was searched, it was discovered that despite the mobile phone being missing, the charger for the phone was still there. It was not thought that she had another charger. Everyone who knew Claudia said that she would use her mobile phone a lot. She would use it on her breaks at work and at numerous other times as well. It was very important to her and she always kept in touch with people. Her car was still at the garage being repaired so they did not know if she had maybe caught a bus or taken a train somewhere without telling anyone for whatever reason. No evidence could be found to suggest that she had taken any form of transport at all. It was also discovered that she had not taken her handbag, her passport or her bank debit card with her. People who worked with her reported that Claudia would often only use her backpack containing her chef's white and her mobile phone when she came to work. It was felt by many that she often did not use her handbag or bring her bank card with her to work. If someone's only going to work and does not need any money or any way of buying anything, then they would often just leave these items at home. Maybe after work she knew she would just be going home and not shopping or stopping anywhere else on the way. Although she did not have access to a car at the time, the journey to and from work was under two miles, so she tended to walk unless, like the day before, she was offered a lift home. It would not be a big deal for a woman aged 35 to walk that distance there and back. The mornings were still dark at the time of year that she went missing, which could have given someone an opportunity to abduct her off the streets at that time of the morning, however. It is known that Claudia had early starts sometimes at the university and the morning that she was first thought to have gone missing would have been an early start for her as well. The police believed fairly early on that she had been abducted on her way to work on the 19th of March 2009. The evidence, although not very much, would tend to point that way. It was known that she was alive the night before, at least up until about 9.30pm, because she had spoken to both parents and texted a friend of hers. It was also thought that she could have uh, switched her phone off because she was due to start work early the next day and wanted to get some sleep. Maybe she did not realise that the battery was low or that she had planned to recharge it in the morning when she got up but forgot to do it. It does happen, especially early in the morning. Also, the fact that nothing had seemed out of place at her home or there was not any reports from her neighbours about any unusual activity or screams coming from the house. The police therefore focused on her journey to work and wanted 
any witnesses who were about at the same time that Claudia would have been making her way to work to come forward if they had any potential information or possible sightings of her. A hundred police officers were involved in the search for Claudia Lawrence at the beginning. The first Sunday that Claudia had gone missing, the Archbishop of York led prayers for her and for her safe return. A couple of months after Claudia went missing, her case was shown on the National Crime Watch UK programme, appealing for any information or for any witnesses to come forward to help solve the case. A few potential leads were generated and some possible sightings that needed to be checked out came about. A witness came forward to say that they had seen a man and a woman. The woman matched Claudia Lawrence's description and they were seen arguing at about 6.10 in the morning of the day that she went missing. This person said that they had observed the couple close to the University of York. However, they could not locate the personal persons that had been observed, so nothing came of it. The case went cold and still remains unsolved to this day. It has been over 11 years since anyone has seen or heard from Claudia Lawrence. Her family desperately want to know what happened and have always tried to keep her case alive in the media. The police eventually reclassified Claudia's case from a missing persons investigation to a suspected murder inquiry. They have said that they do not have any actual evidence that she is dead but all the signs point that way. Claudia's father launched a YouTube appeal for information because he said that he thought the internet could prove vital in the search for his daughter. Over the years a few suspects and theories have come to light as they do in a lot of these cases. The police felt that there were similarities with the Claudia Lawrence missing persons case and two other missing women, Melanie Hall and Joanna Yates. Melanie had disappeared in 1996 and Joanna in 2010, but they did not have any direct evidence linking the three cases together. Joanne Yates' body was found in the same year that she went missing in 2010. They also looked at another case, the case of Sean O'Callaghan, who had been murdered by a man called Christopher Halliwell. The police working on Claudia's case felt that it bore a resemblance, he bore a resemblance to a man that had been seen with Claudia on the day that she went missing. They knew that Christopher Halliwell had a good knowledge of northern cities and had visited the area often over the years. Sean O'Callaghan had been murdered on or shortly after the 19th of March 2011 and she had been 22 years old at the time. She disappeared after a night out in Swindon. Christopher Halliwell was arrested and charged on the 24th of March 2011. He was 47 years old at the time. Sean's body was found later the same day, over 12 miles away from where she was last seen alive. Christopher Halliwell was found guilty in May of 2012 and sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum tariff of 25 years. He was later also convicted of murdering Becky Godden Edwards. He was given a whole life tariff after being found guilty of this second murder. So far, he has not officially been linked to any other murder or disappearances. Another person that the police looked at was a local man called Michael Snelling, who had also worked at the University of York, the, the same university that Claudia Lawrence worked at. However, 
No leads came from this and they do not have a prime suspect at all at this time. Claudia was known to have had links to Cyprus and had visited the holiday island on a few occasions over the years. She also had stayed in contact with a few people who lived on the island as well. The police looked into this as a line of inquiry but once again no evidence was found and the case went cold again. The overall cost so far for the police investigation into Claudia's disappearance stands at over £1 million. At the time Claudia went missing, the University of York, where she worked at, was searched by the police but nothing was found that could shed any light on what had happened to her. A witness also came forward shortly after Claudia had vanished to say that a sighting of a man who had been driving a very rusty old white van had been seen on several occasions trying to approach women to talk to. He had driven roughly along the same route as Claudia would have taken to walk to work, according to the witness anyway. The sightings of the van had occurred just a few days before she had gone missing, but nothing came of this information. Over the years, there have been places of interest that have been highlighted to the police and they have looked into any new leads, but so far nothing has been discovered. A new major crime unit was set up in Harrogate, which is near York. The unit was set up to look into cold cases in the Yorkshire area. It was launched in June of 2013 and one of the cold cases they looked at was Claudia's. They went back to her house and carried out a new forensic search using technology that had not been available in 2009. They found additional fingerprints and also, after searching her car, they found a man's DNA profile on a cigarette end. Although the car had been in for repairs at the time that Claudia had gone missing, maybe Claudia had given a lift to someone before and that that person had not been identified yet. They looked again at her mobile phone activity and confirmed that it had been switched off just after midnight on the morning that she had been gone missing. Claudia Lawrence was thought to have been single at the time of her disappearance, but she was known to be a very private person who would not always talk about her private life. She had been known to have had a few boyfriends over the years, which is typical of a person of her age. She was 35 years old when she disappeared in 2009. The police have stated that they think she has been murdered, but they do not have any suspect in mind or any real evidence. Her parents have made many appeals over the years and to desperately want to know what happened to her and to be able to give her a proper burial. A new law has been introduced in England and Wales to help out with financial and administration burdens faced by families of people who have gone missing. The law will create a new legal statute statue of guardianship of the financial affairs of a missing person it will allow families to act in the person's best interests they have to have been gone missing for at least 90 days but it will mean that if families are able to they can try and safeguard their loved one's assets in their absence the new act came into force on the 31st of July 2019 and it, and it is known as Claudia's law in memory of missing Claudia Lawrence her parents fought for the law to be put in place over many years 
It is 11 years since Claudia Lawrence has been seen or heard from and the police believe she has been murdered. Who knows if her parents will ever know exactly what happened to their daughter and if her body will ever be recovered. Perhaps one day someone will confess or a new lead will come in that leads to the arrest of a suspect in this case. What probably started out as a normal day for a young woman who enjoyed life took a bad turn somewhere along the way. Credits for this episode go to a website called examinerlive.co.uk. The Case Remains podcast, which is on YouTube, and Wikipedia. <laughs>